From AccuWeather.com, this is AccuWeather Daily, a brief host-read article. It's weather news in a nutshell. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more— and they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. From AccuWeather.com, this is AccuWeather Daily, a brief post-read article. It's weather news in a nutshell. Today is Tuesday, December 29th. Don't let the smart speaker be the only smart one around. Feed your brain at CuriosityStream, the Netflix for documentaries, with on-demand access to thousands of documentaries, award-winning exclusives, and original programs for just $20 a year. Instead of binging on mindless entertainment, enjoy documentaries and nonfiction shows like Amazing Dino World, Pompeii Disaster Street, and The History of Home with Nick Offerman. Watch anywhere, on any device, and cancel any time. And for a limited time, get 25% off when you sign up at curiositystream.com slash weather. curiositystream.com slash weather. Everything you need to know about Lake Effect Snow by Alex Sosnowski. Lake Effect Snow. It's a term weather watchers will hear meteorologists talk about quite often come late fall and through winter. But what exactly is lake effect snow, and how far-reaching can this phenomenon be? One of the biggest lake effect snowfall events on record hammered areas near Buffalo, New York, with five feet of snow in a span of two days back in November 2014. The lake effect event in 2014 unfolded during the evening hours on Monday, November 17, 2014, as a narrow shifting band moved off Lake Erie. However, the 15 to 20 mile wide band of intense snow eventually settled just south of the city of Buffalo and parked there into Tuesday night, November 18th, before dissolving as it shifted northward early on Wednesday, November 19th. The bulk of the snow from the lake effect band was described as being a wall of snow when viewed from a short distance away and deposited three feet of snow in the first 12 hours and went on to bring 65 inches to South Cheektowaga, New York, a suburb about 10 miles east of Buffalo. Indeed, dash cam footage shot during that storm showed intense snowfall and whiteout conditions rivaling any blizzard. Just north of Cheektowaga, however, the snow totals were far from the five-foot mark. Meteorologists at the National Weather Service office in Buffalo described snow total disparity in the November 2014 snow event, saying over five feet of snow fell over areas just east of the city of Buffalo, with mere inches a few miles to the north. As if 60 inches of snow wasn't enough, a second round of lake effect snow targeted roughly the same area that was hit the hardest from November 19th through the 20th and deposited another one to four feet bringing the combined snowfall from both events to as high as seven feet in some of the hardest-hit locations. 
More than a dozen people were killed. Thousands of motorists were trapped in vehicles during the November 2014 events. Falling trees triggered power outages, and hundreds of roofs and structures collapsed under the tremendous weight of the snow, according to the National Weather Service office in Buffalo. The Western New York Lake Effect event is one of the most extreme cases of lake effect snow on record. But there are typically dozens of lesser lake effect snow events that occur across the Great Lakes region during a typical cold weather season. One key factor needed for lake effect snow, not surprisingly, is a large body of water, which is why much of the discussion around lake effect snow and some of the most astonishing lake effect snow events centers on the Great Lakes region. The majority of lake effect snow events tend to occur during the late autumn to the first part of the winter when the waters of the Great Lakes are still unfrozen and warm relative to the colder air flowing across the region from Canada. There is a mathematical threshold in temperature between the air and lake waters for lake effect snow to occur. Meteorologists look for a temperature difference of 23 degrees Fahrenheit or greater between the lake water and the air approximately 5,000 feet above the surface of the lakes, according to AccuWeather Senior Snow Warning Meteorologist Brian Wimmer. The greater the temperature difference between the lake and the air above, the heavier the lake effect snow will be, Wimmer explained. When the temperature difference needed for lake effect snow is present, but when the air is well above freezing, there can still be a lake effect weather event, but precipitation that falls will be rain instead of snow. This is sometimes the case during the first outbreaks of chilly air in the autumn season. Lake effect snow tends to organize in narrow bands, where snow falls beneath the clouds. The bands tend to vary in width, but can extend for dozens and even hundreds of miles. Often in between the bands of snow, during the daylight, the sun can be shining brightly, while only a few miles away, under a band of lake-effect snow, it can seem like a widespread blizzard with snow piling up at a rapid pace. Lake-effect snow events, like most other weather phenomena, vary in intensity and duration. Some lake-effect snow events may last only a few hours. Sometimes they can go on for days. Depending on the length and duration, Lake effect events can deposit an inch or two of snow or unload several feet of snow. Within the more extreme bands of lake effect snow, thunder and lightning can occur, and the visibility can drop to near zero. Winds can be quite strong and gusty, resulting in blizzard conditions, which by definition require sustained wind or frequent gusts to 35 miles per hour or greater, and considerable falling snow or blowing snow, or both that reduces visibility to less than one quarter of a mile for at least three hours. Bands of lake effect snow often produce very heavy snow, sometimes at the rate of two to four inches per hour, but sometimes even at a heavier pace, as was the case with the November 2014 event. The snowfall rate during that infamous event approached a jaw dropping six inches per hour at times. At that rate, snow removal crews cannot keep up and travel grinds to a halt. If the wind direction does not change for an extended period of time, very heavy snowfall totals measured in feet instead of inches can result, Wimmer said. In some cases, these bands can be very narrow, such as 5 to 10 miles wide. In other cases, when the wind direction shifts, the bands produce more widespread snow, but totals at particular locations are typically not as high, Wimmer explained. 
Another factor that can affect the amount of and intensity of lake effect snow bands has to do with a factor known as fetch, a term meteorologists use to describe the distance that winds blow across a lake in the same direction. The longer the fetch of air blowing across a lake or even across multiple lakes is, the more intense the bands of lake effect snow can be. For example, a west-to-east wind across the length of Lake Ontario results in cold air passing over a longer expanse of water than a wind blowing from north to south across Lake Ontario, Wimmer said. In the first case, a city such as Watertown, New York, or a region of northern New York State known as Tug Hill Plateau, is in a prime location to be hammered with feet of snow. Meanwhile, several inches of snow may fall in the zone between Rochester and Syracuse, New York. The bigger lake effect events in Cleveland and northeastern Ohio often occur when a band of snow first develops off Lake Huron, then crosses Lake Erie, and picks up a second round of moisture, Wimmer added. Even though prevailing winds in the wintertime are from the northwest across the Great Lakes region, occasionally cold winds can blow from the southwest or the northeast and bring snow to different areas. In the case of southwest winds off Lake Erie, Lake effect snow can clobber Buffalo, the Niagara Peninsula, or the towns south and east of Buffalo, as was the case in November 2014. Meanwhile, northeast winds coming off of Lake Michigan have delivered lake effect snow to Chicago on occasion during the late fall and winter. As cold air pushes down from Canada, lake effect snow from the Great Lakes often starts developing off Lake Superior and can begin depositing snow on the southern shores of northern Wisconsin and the upper peninsula of Michigan. As the cold air advances, lake effect snow emerging from lakes Michigan, Huron, Erie, and Ontario usually will join in. Common areas of the United States for lake effect snow, also known as the snow belts, are western and northern New York State, northwestern Pennsylvania, northeastern Ohio, northwestern Indiana, the western shore of the lower peninsula of Michigan, and part of northeastern Wisconsin and much of the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. And the phenomenon can be far-reaching. Lake effect snow sometimes falls more than 100 miles downwind of the Great Lakes. The mountains of New York State, western, central, and northern Pennsylvania, the West Virginia Mountains, and western Maryland can all get a visit from lake effect snow. There are usually a few events during the winter in which lake effect snow reaches all the way to the mountains of Tennessee and North Carolina. In rare cases, bands of lake effect snow can extend hundreds of miles from Lakes Superior or Huron through the Appalachians and even to parts of the Mid-Atlantic and southwestern New England coasts. There is a misconception about lake effect snow not being able to develop once the Great Lakes become frozen over or become clogged with a lot of ice. It is not uncommon for Lake Erie to almost completely freeze over during the coldest winters. But when this happens, lake effect snow can still develop. Since the surface of the frozen lake is much smoother than the land adjacent to the lake, the air tends to pile up on the lee shore, Wimmer said, referring to the downwind side of a lake, and results in clouds and some lake effect snow. But, he added, since there is less moisture available, lake effect snowfall is drastically reduced in this case. Lake effect snow can also fall during the latter part of the winter and spring. These events tend to be less extreme than those of the late autumn and early winter, as there is not as much of a difference in temperature between the lake water and the atmosphere above. But in mild winters, 
such as that during 2019-2020, lake waters may remain warmer than average and could set the stage for late-season lake effect events. During an intense late February lake effect snow event, Carthage, New York, picked up 50 inches of snow from February 27th through the 28th, 2020. Most long-term residents around the Great Lakes or commercial truck drivers are familiar with the trouble lake effect snow can cause. In locations farther away, the familiarity of this reoccurring phenomenon tends to diminish. But, as was the case in the November 2014 event, even those familiar with lake effect snow can underestimate the severity of an event despite advanced alerts and warnings from meteorologists. That's all for today. For your local weather at your fingertips, download the AccuWeather app or head to AccuWeather.com. Join Bernie Reno and me, Evan Myers, every weekday for a discussion on trending weather news. Enable the Alexa skill and just say, Alexa, open Weather Insider. To access Weather Insider with Google Assistant, all you have to say is, hey, Google, talk to Weather Insider. It's the news you need for the afternoon routine. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.